gospel reading is from Luke, the sixth chapter, verses 17 through 26. Jesus came down with the twelve apostles and stood on a level place with a great crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea, Jerusalem, and the coast of Tyre and Sidon. They had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases, and those who were troubled with unclean spirits were cured, and all in the crowd were trying to touch him, for power came out from him and healed all of them. Then he looked up at his disciples and said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, and when they exclude you, revile you, and defame you on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day, and leap for joy, for surely your reward is great in heaven, for that is what their ancestors did to the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are full now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who are laughing now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for that is what their ancestors did to the false prophets. Here ends the Gospel reading. I was never very good at sports. I wasn't one of those kids who always got picked first. Usually I got picked last in gym classes or on the playground when it was time to choose teams. If not last, I was picked just in front of one of the other nerdy kids. Learning what it feels like to be an outcast is a painful lesson that stays with us all our lives. Feeling the sting of rejection as a child shapes the way we relate to people as adults. Some people close down, avoiding any risk of rejection by never really opening up to others. You may not believe it, but I've been one of those people. At times, I've put on a good face to hide my fear of rejection. I've pushed myself to be outgoing in a group, but avoiding the one-on-one -on -one contacts. Most of us try to make the best out of difficult situations and hope for a time when things will be different. Isn't that what Jesus is offering in today's Gospel lesson? A time when things will be different. But when will that time come? Is Jesus saying, the poor shouldn't dream about finally getting a roof over their heads or shoes on their feet? The dream come true for the poor that Jesus offers is that the kingdom will receive nothing less than all the glory that is the kingdom of God. The kingdom is theirs. That the hungry shouldn't dream about a big juicy steak or a thick slice of pie. That the dream come true for the hungry that Jesus offers is that they will be forever filled and satisfied at the sumptuous table of the messianic banquet. The weeping and sorrowful shouldn't dream about their burdens being lifted, 
the dream come true for the morning that Jesus offers is that they will bubble over with laughter and lightheartedness, that joy will fill their lives someday. Someday. But what about now? I've been living with my daughter Diana since August. Before that, my mother and I were living in an apartment so I could take care of her. We lived on my Social Security disability and her retirement income. She died in May, and I could only afford that apartment until the end of July. I am so grateful that my daughters are willing and able to help. Diana and I were having a conversation about my options for places to live the other day. I am on several waiting lists for affordable housing, but they don't give you any information as where you are on the waiting list. As we were discussing this, Diana stopped suddenly and, and asked, what do older people do who are on the waiting list but don't have family they can count on? These are the ones who feel they are unimportant as they are the ones who are chosen last by society. They are the losers in life as determined by the human world order. Diana's question is not a hard one to answer. They live as anyone else who doesn't have a house or apartment. They live in homeless shelters if there's room. They live in their car if they have one. They live on the street. Of course, she responded with a sense of horror. Yes. I am so grateful that my daughters are willing and able to help. But that's not so for so many people. And so many people are indifferent to the needs of those Jesus mentions in our gospel lesson. So many people are even hostile to them. It's not the worst of the hostilities, but I've learned that there are park benches specifically designed so the homeless can't sleep on them. Well, those who feel this way are some of those who need to hear the woes of our gospel lesson. Yes, Jesus is proclaiming the good news of a future life, the life that comes in the promised resurrection. But with this proclamation, Jesus also stands the order humans set for the world upside down. God did send Jesus to die on the cross, not to make a difference in the world, but to make a different world, not to make adjustments and accommodations in the existing order, but to throw out the existing order and place it with another, not merely to bind the wounds created by the crushing wheel, but destroy the crushing wheel itself. God sent Jesus to both redeem and redream the world. As Jesus redeemed and redreamed disciples, we are joined in redreaming the landscape of life, not to just make a difference, but to make life different. Jesus made the world different by becoming aware of the reality of those whose lives he touched. The Beatitudes of Jesus are uttered in response to those who had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases and those who were troubled with unclean spirits. 
just as power came out from him and healed all of them, power flows through us to others. The power to heal others flows from among and within us whenever we dare to individually and or collectively remain in touch with the Spirit of Christ. We are called to be God's eyes, ears, and hands in the world. We are called to wake up and give God's order for the world shape and substance in our daily life and work. One way we make the world different is by making ourselves different. And we make ourselves different when relying on God provided love. We choose to respond compassionately to the human needs that exist around us. We make ourselves different when relying on God provided insight we see the face of Christ in the face of the homeless, the poor, the burden, the suffering. We make ourselves different when relying on God-provided energy and courage, we attempt what others say is impossible. God's people are different people, and as such we can all go forth to dream on about life's new realities in ways that were previously known only to the mind of God. Amen.